Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as Bitcoin recaptures 27000 And quoting Max Kaiser, BlackRock agrees with my $220,000 interim price target for Bitcoin. Send it. Also in today's show, former U.S. President Donald Trump may change crypto stance dramatically, says ex-SEC official. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as Gary Gensler explains why the SEC is taking litigation with a heavy strategy to regulate crypto, better known as Crypto Choke Point. 2.0. We'll also be discussing the XRP highlights and the major takeaways from the Ripple Victory Party as of recent, as well as Rich Dad Robert Kiyosaki expects the Bitcoin price to become priceless. Let's freaking go. When the Fed launches their central bank digital currency, which we all know is around the corner, we'll also be discussing it was eight years ago this week, ARK Invest became the first U.S. ETF to invest into Bitcoin when it was trading between $200 and $300. And Kathy says Bitcoin is still on a trajectory to hit her target between $1 million and $1.5 million per coin. I'll be breaking down her timeline. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. So welcome, everyone. This is pod episode number 1418 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. Today is October 1st. Goodbye, September. But guess what? September wasn't that bad. We ended off in the green, which is a great sign. And now we're in up. So let's go to the moon, shall we? Let's kick off today's show with our market watch, which we do each and every day. As you can see right here on Coin360, we got Bitcoin above 27,000. We have a lot of the alts correcting, but a handful also in the green. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at 1.08 trillion, the same as yesterday, with a 24-hour volume of 28.78 billion dollars with the Bitcoin dollar. Dominance at 48.8% and the Ether dominance at 18.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, Render is leading the pack today, up 6%, trading at $1.63, followed by Solana, up 6%, trading at $22.72, followed by Thorchain, up almost 5%, trading just above 2 bucks. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, overall, a sea of green, which is good for the entire crypto market. We got PLS, up 16.2%, FTT, the official scam coin of FTX, up 5.4%. How does it continue to pump? Blows my mind. And uh, RNDR, up roughly 6 
6%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently neutral with a 48. Yesterday was a 47. Last week, a 44 in fear. And last month, a 40 in fear. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto now that we're in October? Let me know. And what are your projections for an end-of-the-month close? Let's pretend it's Halloween today, October 31st. Do you think Bitcoin is likely to continue north, maybe potentially 35, 40,000? Or do you think we're likely to crack back down or stay stagnant? Let me know your honest thoughts. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud as we do each and every day in our live Q&A session. With that being shared, now let's dive into some Bitcoin technical analysis, check out the charts and where the Bitcoin price is likely to go next. So last week didn't go all that positive for Bitcoin as the asset spent its trading sideways at 26.6. The start of the week was more painful in a matter of hours. Bitcoin slumped by several hundred dollars and dipped below 26. However, thank God for the bulls who managed to intercept the move and push Bitcoin north. This included a failed attempt to come overcome 27,000 on Wednesday, but a more successful one a day later. In fact, this one saw Bitcoin pumping to a 10-day peak of 27,200. And now let's check out some of the technicals right here. You can see overall, we have 10 neutral signals for Bitcoin. We got 12 buy signals and four sell signals. This is according to tradingview.com. And if we look at the oscillators, we have nine neutral signals, two buy signals and zero sell. The two specific buy signals are the momentum and MACD. And then on the other side, we have the moving averages. I know it's cut off on your screen, but currently there's 10 buy signals for the moving averages, which include the exponential, the simple moving average, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot more buy signals in the market than sell signals, which is a good sign. Now let's break down our next story of the day, which is Donald Trump. I've heard him say that he is not a fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because it undermines the value of the US dollar. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. But now there's an SEC insider that says Trump may uh, change his stance and uh, be pro-Bitcoin. So this is actually quite interesting. Let's break this one down. But first of all, uh, shout out to Max Kaiser. He agrees with BlackRock that 220000 is the interim price target for BTC. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the high priest of BTC. So check this out. Former U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission official John Reed Stark argued that former President Trump could dramatically change his position on cryptocurrencies. Stark is currently president of the cybersecurity firm John Reed Stark Consulting. And we ain't talking about Iron Man. Not just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he founded and served as chief of the SEC Office of in Internet Enforcement for 11 years, also an SEC enforcement attorney for 15 years. Trump is running for president in 2024, quoting him here. Former President Trump is on record as being strongly anti-Bitcoin and anti-crypto, he wrote on X. However, the former SEC official argued the following crypto voters might be one issue voters and 
are a powerful and passionate uh, constituency. So perhaps former President Trump will change his crypto tune dramatically, citing multiple media reports. He also noted Trump now owns some crypto. The former U.S. president reportedly disclosed crypto holdings of $2.8 million in Ethereum in August after debuting the NFT collection last year. And in 2019, Trump stated he is not a fan of Bitcoin or other cryptos, emphasizing that they are not money. He further said they are based on thin air, adding that unregulated crypto assets can facilitate unlawful behavior, including drug trade and other illegal activity. Moreover, he said in 2021 that crypto is very dangerous. I'd say nowhere near as dangerous as the track record of the U.S. dollar. What are your thoughts, chat? The former SEC Internet Enforcement Chief concluded the following on Wednesday. Under any circumstances, it seems likely that if a Republican is elected U.S. president, a Republican-appointed SEC chair would, in the least, approve a Bitcoin spot ETF and may even slow down considerably the SEC crypto-related enforcement efforts. Check that out. Now, last month, Stark highlighted a number of potential changes that could benefit the crypto industry. They included a Republican president being elected. I agree. I don't want to see a Democrat president elected again after Joe Biden. That's just me personally, fam. What are your thoughts, though? SEC Chairman Gary Gensler resigning and crypto mom Hester Pierce is being appointed as the acting SEC chair. I think we do need a pro SEC chair to replace no Claire Gare. What are your thoughts, fam? Let me know, which leads us to our next story of the day, which is going to be Gary Gensler and Operation Chokepoint 2.0 on cryptocurrency. Gary Gensler's got to go. I know yesterday we had so many hashtags in the chat. Fire Gary Gensler. If you agree with that sentiment, let me know in that chat. Hashtag fire Gary Gensler. And with that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day regarding Gary Gensler and his unethical regulation, in my humble opinion. The chairman of the US SEC, Gensler, testified before the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday. How many of you watched that hearing? It was pretty entertaining, to say the least. During the hearing, several members of Congress raised questions about crypto and the regulation of crypto tokens. Congressman John Rose asked Gensler, Regarding crypto, I'm interested in why you have pursued a litigation-heavy strategy, despite the fact that neither you nor any of your senior staff are litigators, neither your chief or staff, nor your policy director or even your general counsel. Why have you settled on such a litigation-heavy strategy to address the crypto market? Here was uh, No Clarity Gary's response. Frankly, it is because the field is so rife with hucksters and fraudsters and non-compliant parties. This is a field where the American public is at risk and being harmed every day on these platforms that are co-mingling and often trading against their customers. Nonetheless, the SEC chair added, we're also done rulemaking. Uh, we've also done rulemaking, one related to broker dealers that was a completed number of years ago, and the others related to the definition of exchange and the custody role. The congressman from Tennessee then told Gensler, in my view, it seems that these cases are brought with an explicit political agenda. Facts. Not a substantive legal one. Gensler quickly refuted, nothing can be further from the truth. There is nothing. The only thing political is protecting the American public. Tell it to the judge, no Claire Gare. <laughs> Anyways, noting that Gensler used to work at a bank, rep Tom Emmer. Shout out to Tom Emmer. I'm a fan of this congressman. He put the pressure on him. He asked, can you assure this committee that your style of regulation by harassment towards digital asset innovation is for the benefit of every American and not driven by your desires to protect the industry incumbents? However, the SEC chair responded, this is a field that's rife with fraud and manipulation. And I'm looking out for the American investors who have been hurt by crypto. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And before Gensler could finish his response, he was interrupted by Congressman Emmer, who stressed the following, Mr. Gensler, despite your years of rhetoric today, I am convinced you are not an impartial regulator. Instead, it is clear you are working to consolidate your own power, even though it means crushing opportunities for everyday Americans, and quite frankly, the financial future of this country. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Congressman Emmer. I agree 100%. I think he's right on the money. Now, Representative Al Green raised concerns that many people believe that crypto amounts to a giant Ponzi scheme. Comparing crypto to the US dollar, here's what Gensler had to share. Crypto tokens are really quite something different. They are not a currency. They don't fulfill the three functions of a currency, of a store of value, a unit of account, a medium of exchange. They might, maybe another day, but not in 2023, says No Claire Gare. Now, during the hearing, Congressman Warren Davidson, I'm also a big fan of his, highlighted several problems at the SEC, noting that in April, he proposed a solution called the SEC, stable Act. Let's go. He explained that the bill would remove the role of chairman, adding it would preserve the current commissioners, but it would add a sixth commissioner, so there would be no more than three from any one political party. And he concluded, I wish the Biden administration would say, you are fired. So there you have it, fam. How many of you would like to see the SEC chairman Gary Gensler get fired? Let me know in the comments right down below. I've never met a fan of Gary yet, and I've been doing the show. Millions of people listen. You know what I mean? Not one single person has said, I like Gary Gensler. So if everyone's against him, why does he still even have his job? Is the million dollar question, in my humble opinion. Anyways, fam, now let's discuss. There was a recent XRP party. I believe it took place in New York. Um, A lot of new uh, announcements and such from Brad Garlinghouse, their CEO. So here are some of the highlights before we dive a little deeper into some price predictions from the one and only Kathy Wood. So... Let's break this baby down. Although the legal battle between Ripple and the SEC isn't officially over, payments technology company has gone ahead to host a party to celebrate its partial win in court. After the court win, Ripple's founder and CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, announced on social media a September 29th date for what was called a victory party. Now that all the event has been held, it hasn't gone without a mark for the XRP community. And you can see here it was celebrated September 29th in New York City. Was anyone here? there at that party? Let me know in the comments and let me know how it went. After years of battling it out against the SEC in court, Ripple finally got some reprieve. While Ripple's legal troubles aren't over, the company threw a party as expected. The party was a lavish one, with many people even queuing to get into the event. Lenny Kravitz, the legendary figure in the world of rock music, gave a performance at the event, which added to the joyous spirit of the occasion. Quite interesting. Now, Ripple CEO Garlinghouse gave an impassioned speech at the party, highlighting key points from the legal decision. Garlinghouse took to the stage to deliver a speech, which inspired confidence in the XRP community, while also acknowledging key personalities in the Ripple team. That's right. Notable individuals recognized included General Counsel at Ripple, Stuart Aldoltry, Deborah McCrimmon, and CTO David 
Swartz. Members of Ripple's legal team were also appreciated with names like John Deaton, Jeremy Hogan, and James Fillin. Garlinghouse also gave kudos to XRP's vast community, attributing to the success and the faith from its members. When the tough got going or the going got tough, the tough got going, you guys were supportive to Ripple to me, and I thank all of you, Garlinghouse shared in his speech. One thing I think we all learned is that it does take a village to fight a bully, and this village beat the bully. Now here's for the major announcements which were shared at the party. Ripple's future outlook wasn't discussed at the event as the gathering was just for celebration, but before the party even started, Garlinghouse tweeted to give a heads up regarding any announcements. Ripple, on the other hand, recently backtracked on its intention to acquire the financial organization Fortress Trust, which is interesting. They they backed out of that deal. While Ripple's win on fair notice is important, the SEC's lawsuit obviously remains ongoing, and the stakes for the broader crypto market remain high. There have also been talks regarding a case settlement. However, many have seen the event as a major milestone for Ripple and XRP. In particular, attendees expressed a sense of relief and validation that the SEC ruling went in Ripple's favor, even if partially. As shared here by Jeremy Hogan, the Ripple proper party was amazing. Thanks, Brad G, for the shout out. And truly, the village beat the bully. And it was amazing to meet so many wonderful XRP people. Thank you all for your kind words and love. So there you have it, fam. I mean, in my humble opinion, I am glad that they got the partial win versus the SEC, as I like seeing the SEC lose more so than anything else. However, we have to consider XRP is a bridge currency to be used for the central bank digital currencies. So obviously, I'm not a fan of CBDCs. I am all in on Bitcoin. But nonetheless, this is important news for the entire crypto community. So I figured I share it with you in today's show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now let's break down our next story of the day. Rich Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, he talks about the Bitcoin price becoming priceless, meaning Bitcoin will be infinity and beyond when a CBDC is finally released. So let's break this down and shout out to Rich Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of the book, warned about the risks of the Fed launching a CBDC. Rich Dad, we all know, is a best-selling book, and I read it when I was a young adult, helped transform my life to become an entrepreneur, so I got a lot of respect for Kiyosaki. He explained in a post on X Friday that the Federal Reserve Central Bank Digital Currency is a coming, and when that happens, privacy will be gone. He's preaching here. Big Brother will be watching, he cautioned, adding that when the digital dollar launches, gold, silver, Bitcoin, and cash will become priceless. Now, I agree with the Bitcoin part becoming priceless. I don't know about gold and silver, but I guess in comparison to a CBDC, I see what he's saying. He proceeded to urge investors to start saving gold, silver, Bitcoin, and cash now before it's too late. This is what he shared on his tweet on X. Fed, CBDC is coming. Privacy gone. Big Brother is watching. When CBDCs enter the market, gold, silver, Bitcoin, and cash will become priceless. So start saving all of this now before it is too late. The renowned author 
is not the only one who is concerned about the Federal Reserve launching a central bank digital currency. Last week, the U.S. House Committee of Financial Services passed the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act with the support of 60 Congress members. Quoting them here, this bill is simple. It halts the efforts of the administrative state under President Biden from issuing a financial surveillance tool that will undermine the American way of life, explained Congressman Tom Emmer, Tom Emmer who introduced the bill. And in March, we had Senator Ted Cruz similarly introduced legislation to produce the Fed from developing a direct-to-consumer CBDC. However, the Fed is a long way from issuing this CBDC. In September of last year, the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, the one and only Jay Powell, stressed that the central bank has not reached the decision on whether to issue a digital dollar. We have not decided to proceed, and we don't see ourselves making that decision for some time. We see this as a process of at least a couple of years where we'll be doing work and building public confidence in our analysis and in our ultimate conclusion. So there you have it. We all know it's coming down the pipeline regardless of what J-PAL says. CBDCs, they've been preaching about this for quite some time. So we need to get as much pushback as humanly possible. So here's some of the downsides of CBDCs. No privacy. They can control you. Whoever controls the money controls the people. What if they issue you the CBDC and your money expires? urging you to spend it, right? They don't want savers. Bitcoin is saving and money appreciating over the long haul. Every Bitcoin hodler who has hodled for a cycle or more, which is four years or longer, is in the green. You can't say the same for the dollar. Everyone who has hodled the dollar is down tremendously, you know what I mean? Due to inflation over the years. And obviously, as they continue to print until the wheels fall off, the dollar will continue to lose purchasing power while Bitcoin is guaranteed to continue increasing it's purchasing power against the dollar. So there you have it. I mean, CBDCs, trust them absolutely not. However, Bitcoin is the antidote to the CBDCs. So how do you save yourself from being stuck in this enslavement Ponzi scheme, central bank digital currency system? Simple, opt out with the escape valve, BTC, all the way. And with that being shared, now let's discuss Kathy Wood and her big predictions of Bitcoin price hitting between one and one and a half million dollars per coin. But first, I got to give credit where credit is due because Kathy Wood is ahead of the curb. Check this out. As noted at Bitcoin historian Pete Rizzo on X this week marks the eighth anniversary of Kathy Wood's decision to make ARK Invest the first U.S. ETF to invest in Bitcoin when the price was a mere $200 to $300 per coin. So as I say, she's a smart cookie. At the time, Bitcoin was still relatively uncharted territory for traditional investment vehicles, especially ETFs. However, Wood's decision to include Bitcoin in ARK's portfolio was groundbreaking and reflected her belief in the potential of the digital currency. Wood remarked at that time when Bitcoin was roughly 200 bucks, we believe the Bitcoin platform could be as big as the internet platform, which in its early days also faced tests associated with illicit activities. We would prefer to invest after rather than before such tests. We have been impressed that the Bitcoin price has stabilized in the $200 to $300 range. It could have imploded, but has survived. That's right. Though the exact figure can't be known, Bitcoin has witnessed an astronomical increase in value since the time, surging by roughly 12,000%. Talk about gains. This remarkable growth has solidified Bitcoin's position as a significant asset class, capturing the attention of institutional and retail investors alike. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. 
It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Now, Kathy Wood and ARK Invest have remained at the forefront of crypto adoption and innovation. Their ongoing commitment to Bitcoin includes educational efforts like white papers, investments in Bitcoin companies like Coinbase, and public appeals for regulatory clarity around the sector, particularly around Bitcoin ETFs. Let's go. For example, ARK is one of the roughly 10 applicants for the Bitcoin Spot ETF alongside BlackRock, Fidelity, and the vehicle is used to purchase its crypto, the Grayscale Bitcoin Investment Trust better known as GBTC. And already, Bitcoin futures ETFs are publicly traded and have been since 2021. Now still, while Wood is known as a Bitcoin bull, she was notably on the sidelines for some time, first posting on X that Bitcoin can go viral in 2013 when it was fighting to rebound from its $1,000 high that year. And as Bitcoin continues to evolve and reshape the financial landscape, Wood's early recognition of its potential and her contributions to the industry have left an indelible mark on the world of finance. So again, massive shout out to Kathy Wood. Now let's dive into her predictions more specifically, predicting the Bitcoin price is going to skyrocket here in the future. I'm also going to be breaking down her timelines of when precisely we're likely to hit these marks. Back in Feb- February, uh, Kathy Wood of ARK made headlines when she raised her firm's 2030 price target for BTC from $1 million a coin to an eye-popping $1.48 million per BTC. Now, six months later, she's doubled down on that price forecast. More convinced than ever the bitcoin's on a trajectory to a million dollars and beyond send it now let's discuss can she be right certainly one and a half mil sounds like an outlandish forecast even for btc after all bitcoin is still trading at this time just above twenty-seven thousand, nearly 60 percent below the all-time high of 69 g's but wood says she has the numbers to back up her assertions so let's dig in first let's discuss bitcoin as a safe haven asset according to wood bitcoin is the perfect insurance policy for an uncertain economic world. What convinced her more than anything was Bitcoin's performance during the regional banking crisis earlier this year when Bitcoin skyrocketed from 19,000 to 30,000. That's nearly 60% gain signified to Wood that Bitcoin was increasingly being viewed as a safe haven in an unsafe world. Facts. During any flight to safety, investors would rush to move their money into BTC. 100%. There's no denying that. So in short, Bitcoin is once again being viewed as digital gold before Before the 2022 crypto market meltdown, it was commonplace to talk about Bitcoin as an alternative to physical gold and as the ultimate store of value. And according to Wood's bull case scenario, Bitcoin will eventually have a 50% share of the store of value market once dominated by gold. And what do we got? A market cap of roughly 10 trillion in today's numbers with gold. Now that figure might sound high, but it lines up with Goldman Sachs group predicted at the start of 2022. Back then, Goldman Sachs predicted Bitcoin would eventually account for a larger and larger share of the market rivaling gold. Based on that prediction, Goldman Sachs set a Bitcoin price target of $100,000. And guess who comes from Goldman Sachs? You guessed it. No clarity, Gary Gensler. Now let's discuss Bitcoin and institutional investors. Kathy Wood's valuation model for Bitcoin also includes some key assumptions about the behavior of institutional investors. The key metric to watch here is their asset allocation into crypto and specifically BTC. In her firm's bear case scenario for Bitcoin, this allocation stands at a relatively paltry 1%. But if it climbed to 2.5% in the base case scenario, then it skyrockets to 6.5% in the bull case scenario. The recent rush to file a spot 
bought Bitcoin ETF app with the SEC is perhaps the best sign yet of potential new institutional investors' interest into Bitcoin. Preach. In mid-June, we had BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, led the way with a spot Bitcoin ETF filing. Soon after, ARK Invest followed with an amended app for a similar type of spot Bitcoin ETF filing. No surprise here, but Bitcoin rallied hard in June after these announcements. These spot Bitcoin ETF filings were supposed to be going to unlock a tsunami of new money into Bitcoin, pumping up the price of the crypto. That's right, because we have a $700 trillion, uh, total addressable market. A lot of this money could be entering Bitcoin here shortly once we get the approval from No Clarity Gary, or after No Clarity Gary gets fired and replaced by Hester Pierce. Anyways, are these forecasts accurate? What are your thoughts? What's interesting is how to relatively small assumptions that Bitcoin will rival gold as a store of value and that Bitcoin will represent a large share of institutional asset allocations can lead to a monumental assumption that Bitcoin will soon be worth over a million dollars per coin. Let's freaking go and smash that like button if you're gaining value out of today's show, fam. It helps out tremendously with the YouTube algorithm. I can't stress that enough. From my perspective, the assumption about the behavior of institutional investors is the most important. As ARK Invest noted in its February report, there has been an absolute sea change in the way that institutional investors think about crypto. Some big time investors, including BlackRock and Fidelity Investments, the two largest asset managers in the world, are now very much on board the crypto train. Their clients are demanding greater access to crypto, and they're now attempting to meet that need. So what do we look out for next? In terms of what's next for BTC, I'm keeping my eyes on how Bitcoin fares amid the economic uncertainty. I'm not quite ready to buy into the idea that Bitcoin is a safe investment, and certainly not after what we saw during the crypto winter of 2022, when Bitcoin lost nearly 65% of its value. But if there is another flare-up on the regional banking crisis and investors behave the same way they did earlier in the year, I might be convinced. Long-term, I am bullish. And FYI, this is the author. I'm reading a article right now. I'm going to give you my thoughts in just a moment. It might not reach one and a half million by 2030, as Kathy Wood of ARK Invest is predicting, but it's also certainly going up over the next decade. If, if the institutional adoption rate skyrocket, then Bitcoin could be off to the races. Well, there you have it. Now for my particular thoughts. I do agree with Kathy Wood. I firmly agree that the Bitcoin price action is going to surpass a million dollars by the year 2030. I also believe that next year we're going to witness the two most bullish catalysts in Bitcoin history. Bitcoin ETF, which historically, you know what I mean? There's no denying it. There's four-year cyclical cycles, and every four years, prices go up. You know what I mean? It's supply and demand, stock the flow. And when you have a supply shock, you know what I mean, come in as well, that just adds to the bullish momentum. There's currently less than 2 million Bitcoin on the exchanges. Now, besides the Bitcoin halving, we also have the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF. There's like a 95% chance that this gets approved. In fact, Congress told Gary Gensler they want the Bitcoin ETFs approved immediately immediately being the keyword. So once we get that approval, expect a tsunami of cash flooding into the Bitcoin markets. Those two catalysts alone are going to send Bitcoin to price discovery mode, which means new all-time highs. What's your prediction by the year 2030, seven years out? Do you feel will likely smash that $1 million or even $1.5 million target that Kathy Wood has? Let me know your honest thoughts, fam, in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.